The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Redder Nation, to the Redder Nation podcast. And hi, I'm your host, Reader Greg. And, well, <laughs> what can I say? We lost. And, uh, but all is not lost. There's a lot of positives. Let's concentrate on the positives. And I know it's, uh, we've been saying this for some time, folks, but doggone it, I'm telling you, we got to hang. We got to hang like the nation. So, welcome to show. 162 The Post Game Yeah Yeah Oak Do you know about my city? Oak The city of Oak Oak Oh don't you know? Oak Do you know about my city? Oak The city of Oak Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Yeah, well, you know, it's not going to be easy. No one said it was going to be easy. And, you know, I just think the whole nation was just pumped and psyched for a victory. We all had in the back of our minds it was a possibility. And if you didn't, you must have been a little bit delusional. I did. And, um, because I know the Lions can make it happen. And I knew that we had a first offense, first coach, changed everything. So we have to expect a bump in the road. But this show will be the post-game for Kitna and the Pussycats. We'll also have a take from the Raider take on KSFO Radio because I was listening to that on the way home. And that was some bullshit. And we'll talk about that for sure. And since you guys just hammered the forums this time, you guys just hammered them, I got to hit them because that's what there is to talk about. We're going to talk about what you want to talk about and what your feelings are about this game. And it's pretty interesting. It pretty much tells you what it was like in the Coliseum. Of course, let me remind the Raider Nation that next week we will be playing the Denver Doncos at Mile High Fans Stadium. Yes, that's right. Shannon and his boys will be going out there to meet them in their house on CBS. If you get it, I hope so. Rainy and I will be traveling out to the Dolphins. Yes, we're going to squish the fish. I'm telling you right now. September 30th. That game is on at 10 a.m. Boy. Yeah, Randy and I will be out there. So if any Floridians are out there, any Florida fans, uh, hit us up on the forum or email us. You can hit us up on MySpace as well. And uh, let us know what's happening down there. Where to stay? Where should we go? Where's the bar? You know what I'm saying. So let us trip lightly into our first story. up with an L, but it's an interesting thing because, uh, well, 
I'll tell you what happened. When I walked away, and, and of course I was pissed. Of course we were frustrated. Of course we thought we were going to win to the second worst team last season, and we didn't. We had, uh, we had hope, and we had high prayer, but didn't come through. But let me tell you this. Sayings like, it's only one game, or we look better than that season, or one or two plays, and we would have been there. And many others that kind of add up to this game, very, very appropriate, they're not making me feel any good. <laughs> uh, we lost the Lions. That's brutal. That's brutal. They're a better team. They showed they were a better team. So without that, you know, I feel better knowing that we are going in the right direction. You should feel better. The team played better. There's a, there, there was better play calling, better management of the clock. Everything is better, smoother under the Kiffin situation. Not quite smooth as it should be, as professed by everyone. Have we improved? Yes, we have improved. By no means smooth, but we've improved. Let's look at our QB since he seemed to be the focus of much hatred <laughs> yesterday in the parking lot and the post game. I'm telling you right now, it wasn't him. It might have seemed like him, but when he completes 15 of 20 with no interceptions in the first half, you got to hand the guy something because he did move the ball down the field. Now, we couldn't get it to the red zone or couldn't get it. Close enough to Jen Shankowski to kick anything besides a muff, for crying out loud. Ugh. Anyhow, McCowan had 75% in the first half. No, no, no. The problem wasn't with the offense in the first half. Remind you, I may, that the lowly Lions... <laughs> Put up 17 big ones on us with absolutely no response from the Raiders. Shankowski? That's what I'm talking about. Shankowski missed three freaking field goals. It was painful. There was some chance of bringing, bringing back Fredrickson. <laughs> he is a juvenile kicker. Doesn't deserve it. We should be searching for one yesterday, for crying out loud. But if the finger be pointed anywhere, the defense could not hold the Lions back. That is all. Now, our offense said they couldn't get the long ball out because of the Tampa 2 defense and two safeties being back, very back, all the time. But in the third quarter, McGowan threw for a 42-yard pass that was beautiful. It was the first and last long pass of the day. It seems to me last year all we did through was throw long, and now all we are doing is throwing short. The first half was severely conservative. The play calling was severely conservative. Not juvenile, but even fun. There was a little pitch pass out there. It was, uh, I don't know. It was kind of a shovel pass is what it was. And I really liked that. That was a cool thing, innovative, and Jordan got some good yards on it. I think he got 9 or 10 yards. So it was, a, it was a cool thing to see plays like that happening. 
Now, Curry was the man for the offense. 133, 10 for 133 and a touchdown. He was the man like we all know he could be. But Jerry Porter who? Jerry Porter was nowhere to be seen. Blanketed by their defense, who was really brutally bad in the secondary last season. Well, it didn't look like it this day. Like I said, the play calling was conservative until the third quarter when Kiffin started to air it out a little bit more with that one pass and take a, little, uh, I think a few more chances, I believe. The tight ends both played very well, and we did get some yardage from them. However, we missed feed three field goals from Shankowski. Uh, now, let's not mistake this either. Gallery and Grove combined for six total Penalties for 50 yards. Thank you very much, offensive line. Even though they were improved, and even though they gave McCown a chance to throw the ball, they still cannot keep from holding or getting caught holding in the in the um, anyway. And that could be a zebra thing as well. McCown got booed. I will say that, but he didn't deserve it. He played a good game, and he brought his team back, and that was that big rally in the middle of the field that I thought was brutally awesome. I thought the fact that the team got to the center of the field and came together as a team. I thought the fact that Kiffin was walking up and down the sideline, screaming and pointing his finger when they got that second touchdown, saying, we could do it, We're going. here we go, we're doing it. Now this is our team. You could see him pumping everybody up, and everybody on the sideline was intense. It was a great comeback, but we just could not do it defensively. Absolutely. Other than Jan Shankowski's botched three, count them, nine points worth of kicking. Ugh, it's so painful. The defense gave up many, many big plays. Like I said in the pregame, they're going to get some passes off, but I didn't expect there to be as many big plays. Roy Williams and Calvin Johnson blew across the field like they were out for a Sunday stroll with no one in coverage. Once catching the ball, there was an open lane of at least 15 yards that they could run. It seemed like it was an open prairie for crying out loud. I hate to cap on the defense, but man, this turd lands in their lap, in my estimation. When the Detroit Lions can lay on 36 points, there's a problem. The other problem, of course, was Roy Williams, who tiptoed across the end zone and got a touchdown. The open field is brutal. 289 passing yards against us and 90 rushing yards. Doesn't sound like a third-ranked defense to this Raider fan. I have, I'm not trying to point any negatives. I know that, you know, Rob Ryan's doing his best, and we still have adjustments to make, but there was absolutely no pressure on Kitna. And when we did get pressure on Kitna, he did roll out and hurt us. I just don't know if those outside bliss packages were used enough or even at all because it didn't seem like it to me because they couldn't contain the quarterback and keep him on the inside. And I don't know what that defense is called, but they got to be using that talk on thing. 
All in all, our team played pretty damn well. The 3DD comeback was a great high point in the game, and it made it kind of worth being there, for crying out loud. Unlike last year, when it was just one sour disappointment after another. Our team looks good. It looks better than it did last year, and it looks like we're going to learn some lessons and move on. The team hasn't lost heart. I know it was a tough loss for the Raiders and the fans. I am bummed. I know you're bummed. But we have to look at the positives, and there are many positives happening. Rob Ryan's going to have to crack on these defensive guys, and if they think that they're all that in a bag of chips, they better wake up and smell the java because the kitty cats just came and put a whooping of 36 points on our ass on an opening game. Now, if the defense was like it was last season, 21 points might have been enough to pull this thing out. As a matter of fact, add nine more to that and definitely would have got a victory. Now, I want to tell you what it is, and what it is is the D. The D needs to step it up or we're going to be hurting all season long. And that's what they're going to do on us. Dender will do exactly the same thing. That's what happens. And we better be ready for it. And also, by the way, they have a much better running game than Detroit. Our defense is going to have to step it up. I'm not concerned about our offense quite so much anymore because I see where we can make plays and things can happen. We're just not in sync yet. What bothers me more now is that we had a defense last year that was ranked number three. And for this Raider fan, I was blown away about how bad it performed. Other than Kirk Morrison, which was the shining light, and Warren Sapp on occasional play as well, it seemed to me that we were nowhere to be seen on the defensive side of the ball and certainly not a team to be feared. They racked up 36 big ones on our defense, and that was a huge disappointment for this Raider fan. The offense performed like it should, after getting warmed up and understanding how smooth it could get, the Raiders worked into a three-touchdown roll in eight minutes. That was awesome. The fact that it took him the whole first half to settle in, well, can you fault the guys? I can't. But I can't fault the defense. And I can fault the defense because I don't know if they were really prepared for the Lions' air attack. And I don't I don't believe that the rushing and and uh, blitz packages were near adequate <clears throat> for this offensive line. But that being said, let's move on. I think we got a good team. I think next week Denver will be surprised because they just barely won to the Bills uh, by a field goal. So let's go to Mile High and kick their ass next week, and we'll talk about that in our pregame. And uh, of all the things, i got to tell you, um, I'll just work this into this story, because this is the next story anyway. And it's uh, about KSFO Radio here in San Francisco. It's the post-game and pre-game radio show for the Raiders. But they said it really loud. They said it on the air, on the radio. Whoa, on the radio. Whoa, on the radio. Whoa, on the radio. Whoa, on the radio. This is not the first time that that I've heard them do this kind of thing, but it is probably the worst time I've heard this show. This is supposed to be a sports talk show where sports hosts respect the fans 
and the fans do their best to respect everybody, but, you know, after a loss, it gets to be brutal. But the host, the hosts are supposed to be professional and conducted in a sportscasting manner, if you know what I'm trying to say. I was pissed last night driving home, listening to this, and it really made me angry. I called in, and just when I got the dock, I got cut off, and my phone dropped the doggone call. I was really pissed. But when I looked at Sean from the Raider Takes Take today, his five-game takes, I always listen, I always watch, read his five post-game takes, or how many as he has. But his post-game takes are very, very good. They're very clean. And I'll tell you this. Uh, his take on the KSFO debacle and the post-game show joke that it is was very, very appropriate, and I hope he doesn't mind me reading it. Because here it comes. <laughs> uh, okay, this is also from Sean from the Raider Take. Uh, and you should read his blog. It's very good. RaiderTake.com They say that KSFO's post-game radio show is a broadcast from Everett and Jones Barbecue. But it might as well be coming from The Kremlin. Rich Walkoff, George Atkinson, and David Hmm have been affected with a terminal case of homeritis because they invite callers to vent and then they shut them down with variations of shocking responses like this. Have you ever played the game? You know, like they're coming off on a high horse. Or what the fan doesn't understand and what the fan doesn't know These are the two things they've used before, and it's always made me a little upset, but I've kind of blown it off because they're a Raider guys. But, I'm telling you right now, it's not sports talk show. It's a shameless exercise in propaganda and mind control. The low point yesterday came when a kid called and complained about Jan Schenkowski. He was asked how old he was, and the way he asked it, I'm going to tell you this, was very insulting. It was brutal, like, how old are you, kid? Just like that. As if this guy was a kicker himself. Then he mocked this little kid with a ditty about, call back when you grow up. Now, isn't that weak? I think that's disrespectful to a young fan who's concerned about his Oakland Raiders. That's some bullshit. I'm putting this in. This is in in his article. But this is how pissed off I was when I was listening to the show. Now, calling back when he grows up. Come on. Uh. And then, Sean goes on to say here, which is another thing I totally thought was something else, how hard it is to kick in the dirt, making an excuse for Jan Schenkowski. That's funny. The Lions' Jason Hansen didn't have any trouble kicking off the dirt. Hansen didn't have any kickoffs imitate a banana (laughs) oh gosh it was so hard to see jan shankowski kick those things and they didn't go in i can't believe it anyway jason hansen didn't have any kickoffs imitate a banana jason hansen didn't suck last year like jankowski did who was dead last in field goal percentage among kickers who attempted more than 10 kicks. Dead last! Yet, a 13-year-old kid 
gets run stating the obvious. That's nice. That's nice for a Raider broadcast. They had Kirk Morrison on the show. And while I love Kirk Morrison, he came down with a bad case of KSFO post-game disease. Repeatedly stating that, well, if we'd won this game, there wouldn't be anything to talk about. Yes. <laughs> and if Metallica played harmonicas and mandolins, we wouldn't call them heavy metal. That's pretty funny. Here are the KSFO post-game ground rules. You can't talk about what just happened before your very eyes. You can't analyze the coaching or the performance, nor can you have an opinion. But other than that, it's wide open, baby. As long as you've played the game. That's pretty funny. That whole thing about KSFO right there, a from Raider take, is so true. They were so disrespectful and to that little kid. That really pissed me off. And all the way home, all I could do is try to call these guys and tell them, you guys are so off base with the fans, I can't believe it. Even fans were calling in and acting as if they were getting through to these guys on the podium who were doing nothing but probably sounded like had a couple too many pops and they were going off the edge. KSFO, grow up, man. You guys got to become more of a representation of the Raider Nation. And I mean, call it like it is. If it is like it is, don't give Jan Shankowski any slack for missing three field goals. George Atkinson, if you think he was on your team, you'd be popping off like that? I don't think so. I think you'd be pissed. You just lost a game to the frickin' lowly Lions, and your kicker missed three doggone easy kicks. The guy who was a number one draft pick? Yeah, Mr. Moneybags? Yes, like others have suggested, maybe he should start taking that date rate drug like he used to. Maybe he would kick better. I don't know. But we better be looking somewhere for a boot and boot his ass out of Oakland. Okay, you guys, you guys on the comment form section. <laughs> yes, I'm laughing too because I got somebody who said I laughed too much. And uh, what can I say? I have to laugh, man. I got to laugh because uh, life is funny and you got you to gotta see it as being funny. And if you take it too serious, it could be way too emotional. <laughs> uh, so. Here we go. We will start off on the Raider Nation podcast forum section. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's a lot of them, so I'm going to try to paraphrase what some of these guys are saying. But <laughs> uh, Let's start off here with CNY, Raider fan. He comes in saying, Seabass. Fuck Seabass. He played much better with us on that date rape, Chuck. I just said that. And that's where I got it from, too. I got it from seeing right where they fit. That's beautiful. Silent One comes in. We suck. Wow. We really look like shit. We need to put in Pepper. 
no, I don't think we need to do any of that. We don't look like shit. We look much better. And then, of course, Silent One comes in and he says, okay, I take that back. I take back my last statement. <laughs> in frustration. This is the nation just vetting it out, boys. I'm telling you right now. Mad Raider 32. 0-1. Again. As 2 o'clock approaches and the Raiders slip to an 0-1, I can only say that it really sucks. I don't know when the bleeding will stop, but 2-15 and 15 since opening day last year is a little hard to swallow, along with two straight losses to Detroit. Yes, it's early. There's plenty of time, but best I think we can beat 1-2 and two by the end of Game 3. Mm. And, of course, he goes on to say, Seabass, you screwed us again. And, yes, <laughs> everybody else is the same way. New Jersey Raider Kev, McClown. I mentioned earlier this year my dislike of McClown as our QB. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I have seen this talent in the past. What the fuck are we doing? Putting this piece of shit in a starting QB. What the hell of a way of a start a season. And to boot, the Donks won. I'm out. <laughs> I know, the Donks barely won. It's not McCown, it's not McCown, it's not McCown. It's the play calling, and it's also penalties and the lack of kicking that we have because Jan Shankowski keeps kicking those bananas. Ugh, brother. PMAC! What the fuck? <laughs> I know I said it months ago. I don't give a crap if you can kick the ball 60 yards. It has to go between the yellow sticks. Seabask has to be on his last leg. You can't miss three field goals in a game. Look at the stats in the past few years. On 31 other teams, he would have been gone already. Already dump his ass, please. <laughs> on another note, if we continue to give away games like this, we will be able to sign next year's number one overall draft faster than this year. Oh, that's brutal. Come on, man. We're going to do okay. You got a vent. I'm telling you right now. Night Train 112. He talks about McCown. Damn, freaking McCown. Drop his ass and put in the real talent. Okay. Now, he goes on to rant about changing the quarterback as well. Well, he has a good rant. But, you know, he did what they asked. He had a 75% pass rating. He had more yards than any quarterback in the first game of the season. More yards than any quarterback. I think we need to look to the defense, people. Look at the score. And look at the score. 36 to 21. 36 to 21. That says everything. Juan George, <laughs> he says he was shocked by the way McCown played. He did better than I thought he was capable of. But Sebastian Janikowski has got to go. He's not the reason we lost. Oh, yeah, he is. But he's a big part of it. Um, McCown also lost it for us. Uh, and Tatum Bell. <laughs> and fuck you for trying to taunt the black hole. I like that. I thought it was good. I thought it got the crowd going. And incidentally, the crowd was awesome. I'll talk a little more about that towards the end here. Colorado Chris, what the fuck? I'm speechless. Oh, I want all of you to say this out loud. 
We lost at home opening day versus the Lions. Unfucking believable. Yes, it's unfucking believable. Great post that says it all. New York Tommy Raider. Okay, Mr. Banano. Okay, listen. Sick! <laughs> it looked like our offense took a step forward and our defense took a step back. No shit. Raiders played very sloppy, missing field goal, and turnovers always equals a loss. I'm sick, just sick. I'll never give up. Go Raiders. That's right. That's what the that's another grid post right there. Smurfzilla. Looks like 06 all over again. No, it doesn't, brother. Not even. I hate to see the Raiders lose again. We need to be better defensively. Fuck, we lost. Fuck Jankowski. Three missed field goals. Uh, now it looks like we're going to start 0-2. Yeah, well, only five or six games. And we'll only win five or six games. Yeah, probably so. Maybe seven. You know, let us get up some momentum. We could beat Denver. I'm not giving up on that one. Okay, Mayak Raiders' take is just way long, and I can't go into it, but it's a good take on um, the whole game, actually. It's a very good take. He talks about Zach Miller. He talks about the that he looked like uh, Todd Christensen, which was very, very cool. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the Raiders have an open, <laughs> opener, home opener in five years, he says. He just hopes that we can build a team on some positives that we saw today. And um, he also wants everyone not to boo, okay? Not to boo. Um, and I have to agree with that. It's hard not to sometimes, especially Jan Shankowski. If you could just get the, a focused boo, it would be a different... Um, Deal. The preacher comes in big time with some great takes as well. Check out the blog. It's a long one. I can't read it. Uh, Mad Raider 32 also. <laughs> he comes in. Uh, he goes into, you know, three three missed field goals, two fumbles, two interceptions. You know, you can't win a game that way. 36 to 21. New Jersey Raider Kev. Let's give it time. Kev comes in with some positives, of course. Uh, Mad Raider 32 does as well. With we got to get going. We got to keep going. Uh, maybe Culpepper will start once he learns all the plays and the playbook. I'm hoping because he's had trouble with that before, and that's why we're taking so long. I'm hoping. Don't hold your breath, Raider fan, because I think we're going to be stuck with McCowan for a while unless he really blows it, and he hasn't done that yet. Raider Rick, uh, I just got back from the game, and, well, what a crock of shit. Our D looked like shit, period. We couldn't stop a fly in a room full of fly paper at this time. Kitna was 27 for 36, and if we, if it were not for a couple of drops and a couple of bad throws, it would have been 31 or 32 for 36. I want to flash back to April 29th for a minute, and I wanted to draft Calvin first. We could have used him. He would not have played on the opposition. And his professional demeanor and, and presence. Not some fuck that still saw, stood at his mama's little, uh, little house back in Alabama. If Randy can find my post, I wanted Crosby, kicker, in the sixth round. And a, a bunch of you Raiders 
and a bunch of you in Raiderland gave me a bunch of shit for it and were happy with Jankowski. Yeah, that's what it right. He wanted Crosby for a kicker, and you did get shit for that, my friend. Well, my friends, Crosby was number one. It was one for one in XP's today. Yeah, he was. And three for three in field goals, including a 53-yarder and a game-winning 42-yarder um, as time expired. Topping off today's goodies was Moss grabbing nine balls for 183 yards and a TD, or about one-fifth of what he did in Oakland all last season, so to speak. McCown is not going to get us where we want to be, and Kiffin lets the offensive coordinator call 12 screen plays Next week, I'm going to go ballistic. Out. 12 screenplays. Ritter Rick's a sharp dude, let me tell you right now, Ritter Nation. And he sees exactly the things that have to be done. I'm telling you, he's ha- he's been sharp on this before. The kicker thing was a surprise for me last season, and I didn't think it was a bad idea. Jan Shankowski uh, could definitely have used some competition, and I was surprised, really, that we didn't get any competition against him because he blew. And just like he says right here, we could have picked up a kicker in the sixth round instead of dropping Quinn Moses <laughs> to the Cardinals. Uh, we could end up with a kicker that would have actually got the three field goals today and could have made a difference in the momentum of the game. Good word, good word, Rick. Raider Dave, where's the beef? Hey, what happened to our D from number three to number two and 132 in one game? <laughs> Do we even get a single sack? One, I believe. I hate to think they got a. I hate to think they got fat and happy in the off season. Uh, Ryan Bitter kicked their asses this week and pulled some of the secondary together. Man, that was brutal secondary. Good numbers from the offense. Don't forget, we forgot to put in the starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But that won't do us any good, giving up 30-plus points. I sure hope this is the beginning of a reversal of the offense and the defense from last season. I hope so. Um, I hope we get that defense back from last season because I'm telling you right now, I'm worried. Raider J comes in with, of course, don't give up the hope, Raider Nation. Don't give up the hope. <laughs> Uh, the Asian persuasion. I'm gonna be sick. Uh, this is some bullshit. <laughs> Kiffin had all day. Yes, he did. You're absolutely right. Asian persuasion. That was good. El Kukska. Yeah, yeah. I was disappointed in the screen passes too. Hey, buddy Raider Ed and I were waiting for some deep bombs to go. One. LOL. Yep, Ronald Curry was a beast. Yes, he was. And McCown did look scared in the pocket, and he did throw the short ball all day long. Well, three missed field goals, he goes off to say. And he also has a good cup here. He he hopes Culpepper starts. Don't hold your breath, Patna, because it ain't going to happen. New Jersey Raider fan Kev comes in. All right, Raider brethren, now that we got out of our system, then think ahead this next week's game, the Donks. It's time to be getting pleasure seeing Denver fall to our beloved Raiders. We can beat them. I know we can. Just depends on if our, our offense can get smoothed out. Raider Rodney, damn. He's really surprised of McCown's comments. He wanted to see Culpepper, but McCown looked pretty good. <clears throat> he did. As much as it pays me to say, I have to pin the loss on our D. That's right. 
couldn't have moved all around them all day. And he threw to our secondary and blew everybody away. And there was no coverage downfield. Good Lord. So, honestly, the loss is in our D's hands, not McCown's. I believe it, too. Raider Frank, good take, too. Long. He puts it on the D as well. Raider Frank's pretty good. He does think that McClown has to go because he doesn't believe he's the man. Well, maybe Culpepper will get the playbook together, but I think we're going to be stuck with McCown, so we better get used to it and hope he can pick up his game. Raider Rodney, the loss. I disagree with you, Raider Frank. <clears throat> I wish Pepper was had was starting and still do. I do agree that Kiff looked nervous in his first half, and it showed in his play calling. Very conservative. When you have nearly 400 yards on offense and scored three TDs and three red zone rips, I have to give the nod blame to the D. All in all, I saw a lot to be excited about this year. Just hate that we don't get the W. Bring on the Doncos. Raider Jawa, one thing. I got one thing to say and one thing only. Start telling Dave Pulpepper in this fucking game. No set. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, let me say this. In closing for this podcast, post-game for the Kidna and the Pussycats, <clears throat> I got to say this. I got to say the Raider Nation was rocking the freaking house. I got to say we were out there in strength and in noise, and it was deafening. It reminded me of the AFC playoff game in 2002. I was proud to be a fan that day because we did represent. We represented big time. And we came with it, and people brought it, and it was good to see. And, you know, the team played pretty hard. The intensity was better. The rhythm was better. And it looks like we got some light at the end of the tunnel. Let's bring on the Doncos and go over there and beat them in their house and shut these doggone media people up. I'm sick of the stories. Raiders blow it again. Headed to the basement. I could go on, but I won't. I'm sick of them, though, as you are, too. We got a whole season, man. This is only one game, so just keep in there and keep coming to the games because they're still a lot of fun, man. We had a hell of a good time, and do not forget to check out the video cast. When Randall gets it up, because he's going to put it down, and it's going to be fun, because we had a lot of fun at the tailgate. So, get to the tailgate too, partner. That's what I'm saying. Well, until the pregame for the Shannarat crew, this is Raider Greg, and I am out!